Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, the program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. Well, if you had a chance to tune in to last week's program, we talked a lot about the old way of life and the new way of life. Talking what the scripture talks about is what happens to us, what are we called to after receiving the grace of the Holy Spirit in baptism and the power we're given to live a new way of life, to be transformed. There really is in us, and one of the most encouraging, inspiring things throughout the New Testament is how the apostles testify to the transformation that happened in their own lives, the greatness of it, and, and how deep it was. And they were so clear about how they preached it with such power. Now, these were, you know, some of these were men who were real Jewish believers. I mean, it wasn't like they weren't living apart from God, but encountering Jesus, they saw the fullness of what God intends human beings to understand and to know about God. And they were captivated by the Lord. They believed and they walked with him. They had their moments of falling and failure. And then Pentecost came. When Pentecost came, they were transformed. It's so interesting that after walking with Jesus, living with Jesus for three years, listening to him teach, you know, they were discipled by him. They were learners. They were followers. He was pouring into them and he sent them out two by two. And he was teaching them how to teach and how to preach. And then his last words to them said, you know, before the ascension is that he was going to anoint them with the Holy Spirit. And he said, when, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses throughout Judea, Samaria, you know, to the ends of the earth. In Luke's gospel, at the end of it, it's chapter 24, he's just, it's a resurrection appearance of Jesus with the apostles and they're with him and he gives them a commission there as well. And he said, now you know that you saw with your own eyes, I'm paraphrasing, you saw with your own eyes that I was killed, I was dead, and I was buried, and I'm alive again. And you know what I taught. You know that I'm fulfilling all of Scripture. He said, now you go forth and testify to what you've seen and what you've heard, and you will be clothed with power from on high, but wait and you'll be clothed with power from on high before you go. So they had the data of Jesus' fundamental teaching. They encountered him in his resurrected humanity. But Jesus said, somehow that's not enough. What they needed was the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. But wait and you shall receive power. I will clothe you with power from on high. Then you will be my witnesses. It's so important to be able to understand that everyone baptized and confirmed into Christ has received that same spirit. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people are asleep to it, don't know it, don't respond to it, aren't engaging the Holy Spirit in their life, don't know how to do it, whatever the reasons might be, but it's not fully awakened, those graces. They're not fully alive. And so the, the missionary dynamism, the clarity, the beauty and majesty of Jesus, the confidence in his victory, the, the experience of the Holy Spirit helping us live out faith, hope, and love, and spiritual gifts emerging in our lives. For a lot of people, that experience, the reality that the apostles had, had experienced, fulfilling what Christ had promised, it gave him so much boldness, so much clarity conviction, courage to go forward 
stuff they didn't have before. They had the information, but they didn't have the power, the full power. They didn't have the witness of the resurrection and the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead given to them. And they, those who were afraid and cowered under the fear of the Jewish leaders, the Romans and the rest, suddenly under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that new power, which really does give us a new capacity. It gives us a new capacity to live differently. If we're abiding in the Holy Spirit, if we're walking in the Holy Spirit. So that's uh, some of what we, we talked about yesterday in that you can see throughout the courage of the apostles and they're so aware. You know, the Holy Spirit gives them courage. The Holy Spirit gives them a new energy. He gives them clarity and he continues to open to them the mysteries of what was accomplished in Jesus. So their lives were changed and their minds were renewed. They understood what a, the new way of life that the Lord was leading them into, what it looked like. And that new way of life, the commands to live that new way of life, flows from the awareness, the great confidence of what God has given to us, the capacity to actually live that life. I think sometimes people kind of despair when you think about the high call that the Lord has given to us and to feel like, I just, I don't know, I, I can't do it. And and the Christian life, instead of it being a dynamic pursuit of a person, it can get into a life of moral striving, which leads to discouragement. We have to make decisions. Put it this way, there's there's a dimension of resisting the world, the flesh, and the devil, a decision to say no. That happens in all of us, and we all have to do it. That's part of the road. But that's not the fundamental thing we're doing. We're certainly doing that. But we're saying no, and we're responding, and we're pursuing a person. And the Holy Spirit wants to give us passion for the person of Jesus. He wants us to know him more deeply, to know his love more deeply, his plan and his purpose for us. And then the personal calling that each one of us have in our lives, according to our gifting, our vocation, and how God's worked in our lives, he wants, he's got a pathway and a journey for each one of us. We're not just a giant tribe of people, you know, striving after moral perfection, trying to be good people in the world. We are individuals and we are a body. We've been awakened by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. And he's the one who sends us on mission. He's the spirit of mission. He's the the first agent of the church's mission, the recent popes have talked about. So, and I think one of the things we can we can forget if we're not careful is the Holy Spirit wants to teach us wants to, you know, renew us, wants to heal us, wants to empower us, he wants to move us. But he wants to open our minds and hearts to the mystery of salvation. So from our hearts as we we gaze upon the greatness of God's plan and how it's unfolding in history and how wise God is, how amazing God is and how near he is to us and we see ourselves in that grand story of what God's work of salvation and if we see that story and we know it and we internalize it in the Holy Spirit, suddenly our our identity, our purpose, our sense of clarity about our destiny, all of it kind of comes into place. And we're not wandering and like a fish on a dock, flopping back and forth, you know, with one foot in, one foot out, lack of clarity, walking in the twilight, these kinds of things. We're, we're clear about who we are and the Lord wants that for us. And I was thinking that there's good examples of that kind of clarity 
that the, the apostles are inspired by the Holy Spirit to give us come uh, throughout the letters that they wrote, but often at the beginning of their letters, they, they summarize and they declare what God has done. And wanted to take a look at, for example, today, Ephesians chapter 1. You know, Paul begins with his salutation and his greeting. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. I mean, he knows who he is. Uh, by the will of God, he's become an apostle and he's writing to the saints who are also faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then boom, you know, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And that's enough to chew on and lift our spirits. If by the grace of the Spirit we're we're grasping what's saying and we're given faith conviction that this is real and it, it births hope in us and it gives us great confidence and uh, allows us to, or it moves us to want to run in it, you know, to receive it and make it part of who we are. So Paul is blessing God the Father. You know, this is a, this is like a hymn. This the beginning of this this letter to the Ephesians. He's blessing God the Father. He's the Father of our Lord. Our Father is the Father of our Lord. Sometimes it's helpful for me that I just break down these phrases when I think about it. He's the Father of the Lord. Jesus is the Son. Jesus Christ is Lord. Paul is reminding us, who has blessed us in Christ, the Anointed One, the Anointed, the blessing comes from the Holy Spirit that we talked about last week, that Jesus is the one filled with the Holy Spirit. He's the Christ. He's the Anointed One. He comes to anoint us, to Christ us, to bring Him into the reality of the fullness of the kingdom. And he blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, that's a lot. I want to read the, the footnote here and see if we can draw some gold out of it. That's chapter 1, verse 4. and talks about holiness and blameless, the standard of pure spiritual perfection that God desires for his children. Paul employs cultic terminology here in this reading from the Old Testament, which means talking about being holy means set apart for God, and being blameless means being unblemished and fit for right sacrifice. This recalls how animals were set apart for priestly inspection, and only those free of physical defects, this is in the temple, remember this, defects could be sacrificed to Yahweh. These offerings were mere shadows of the Christian vocation to offer ourselves as holy and living sacrifices to the Father. So he's given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. How? What does that mean? It means he's given us a share in the life of heaven through his Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the heir, the heir to the Father's kingdom. He's been given everything in the kingdom by the Father. We are baptized into Christ and we inherit with him the full graces of heaven. We get a foretaste here on earth. It's in the gift to the Holy Spirit is a down payment of the fullness that's coming for us in the full life of the kingdom. And he says, verse 4, And even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So that footnote reminds us what the point is here is that Paul is saying that we have been saved by Christ from the from sin and death in the world of flesh and the devil. We've been sanctified by his blood and by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. 
giving us the power to walk in his footsteps, our master, our teacher, and our Lord. And what he's teaching us is how to make our lives an offering to God. Friends, this is the greatest thing that we can do on the planet. It's bigger than, you know, lots of things that human beings are totally preoccupied on the earth and that think are fantastic. I mean, they might be good in themselves, but they don't, they don't rise to this level. The purpose of the human race, the purpose of human beings is we're made in the image and likeness of God. We were made to live for, we'll hear later, the praise and the glory of God through doing that through what? Through fulfilling the first commandment, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So again, we've been set apart. We've been made holy and blameless. And he destined us in love to be his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. This is God's purpose and destiny from the beginning, that we would actually come into the reality of knowing ourselves and living in the fact that we are his children, that we're in the family of God. And we have an eternal purpose and an eternal destiny. He destined us in love, that love that was expressed on the cross, the total giving of Jesus for our sake. Friends, it's so, it's so important for us to be able to internalize these facts of salvation. The deeper they go in you, the deeper you allow the Holy Spirit to fill your heart and mind with him so that your mind is renewed and you have a fresh new spiritual way of thinking. You're thinking of yourself in a different way than just being here on earth, sort of striving, right, to get to heaven. We're actually meant to have a, a cosmic vision, a great vision, a great insight, and a genuine conviction and knowledge about who we now are in the person of Christ. That's you, friends, and that's me by his grace. Have a blessed day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.